Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Go in Peace, a daily podcast from the Houghton College Chapel Office, where each day we look at one of our college lectionary texts and we ponder provocative thoughts so that we can truly go in peace to love and serve the Lord. My name is Michael Jordan. I'm Dean of the Chapel at Houghton. Today is Wednesday, October 28th. So privileged to come to you this week and share with you text from our lectionary about the theme of freedom and responsibility and that kind of tension that Christians are called to live in. So today, uh, our readings are, as always, there are three of them. Psalm 111, that's Psalm 111. Joshua 1, 1 to 9, and Romans 6, 12 to 23. And uh, today I'd like to read for you the psalm reading. So I'll read the 111th psalm to you now. Praise the Lord. I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart in the company of the upright in the congregation. Great are the works of the Lord, studied by all who delight in them. Full of honor and majesty is his work, and his righteousness endures forever. He has gained renown by his wonderful deeds. The Lord is gracious and merciful. He provides food for those who fear him. He's ever mindful of his covenant. He has shown his people the power of his works in giving them the heritage of the nations. The works of his hands are faithful and just. All his precepts are trustworthy. They're established forever and ever to be performed with faithfulness and uprightness. He sent redemption to his people. He's commanded his covenant forever. Holy and awesome is his name. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All those who practice it have a good understanding. His praise endures forever. So this is a wonderful psalm. And uh, particularly the first nine verses are just sharing all about God's goodness. Great are the works of the Lord, full of honor and majesty. He provides food. He has shown the people the power of his works. Uh, he sent redemption to his people. He's commanded his covenant. Uh, just kind of goes on and on about all the things that God has done. And then verse 10, just kind of like a bolt out of the blue, out of nowhere, says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All those who practice it have a good understanding. And that is kind of a, a little bit of a shock to the system, right? Like we've been hearing about how good God is. And then at the end, fear him. <laughs> You've got to fear God if you're going to uh, have the beginning of wisdom, if you're going to begin to, to grow in wisdom. And it's tempting, I think, to think of these two things as juxtaposed against each other, but the psalmist certainly understood them to go together, right? Otherwise, why put these two things right next to each other? Just write another psalm about the fear of the Lord. But, but the psalmist certainly seems to understand, no, this idea about God's goodness at such great length belongs here. And then, and then the reminder at the end, to fear the Lord. And I wonder if this doesn't happen because even God's goodness should awaken in us a sense that God is different than us. That God is other. You know, so often when we talk about God as being other than us, we tend to focus on his power. We say, there are so many things that God can do that I can't do. God can... God made the sun and the moon and the stars, and God makes it rain, and God, uh, you know, God has the power to change nations and overthrow leaders, and all these things that God can do that I can't do. God is really different from me. But you know, often we think, when we think about God's goodness, we don't also think 
he's really not like me. Because inwardly we think, I'm pretty good. I'm like God. <laughs> I, I would do those things that God does. Right? Yeah. I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a faithful person. I'm a just person. Um, God, God does good things, but, but I do good things too. And I think looking at God's goodness ought to make us not simply pat ourselves on the back for being good like God, but I think it also ought to make us realize, oh, I have some growing to do. I'm not yet good like him, right? You know, I've held a baby five times, newborn baby, five of my little ones, you know, and I'm struck by the intersection of power and goodness there, right? Like, I hold that baby and I'm so thankful because, you know, I could, could not create a baby on my own. I mean, God graciously allows me to participate in, in conceiving and raising a child, but I could never, like, this is a gift, right? But I also realize, like, I don't deserve this. It's such a good thing that God has done for me. And left to my own devices, if I could do this, I would probably be less prodigal with my goodness than God is. God appears to give this gift of children to all kinds of people who don't deserve it. <laughs> Not like me, you understand. Like, I'm a good parent. I do the right things. I, yeah, I deserve a kid, right? If anybody does, I do. And God's like, no, not really, right? There's no deserving a kid. And in fact, I give kids to all kinds of people. I give kids to people who think that kids aren't even a blessing because I'm that kind of good. I'm that kind of loving. I pour out my grace on the just and on the unjust. There's common grace that's available to everyone. And so when we read about the goodness of God, it shouldn't just cause us to be like, anxiously thinking, oh, I'm sure I'm good like him. I need to remind myself that I'm good like him. No, it too should make us realize, I need to fear this God who is so good. <laughs> because I realize that on my own, I'm not. Right? If I were responsible for doling out kids, I would make you go through a pretty rigorous application process to make sure you measured up. God doesn't do that. Why? Because God's profligate and prodigal with his goodness. Yeah, he gives it freely. And so, so very often it's hard for us to realize this about ourselves. We have so much bound up in our own goodness that we can't look that in the eye. And it's so important that we do, because that's the beginning of wisdom, right? The beginning of wisdom is to realize God really is different than us. And God's goodness teaches me the kind of person I wish to become. But God's goodness shouldn't just reassure me that I'm already that kind of person. I've got to acknowledge I've got a ways to go if that's going to be, if I'm ever going to get there. It's got to be the first step in getting to go there is to acknowledge there's a journey and i got to be on that journey. I'm not already like God. That's the beginning of wisdom. God, we thank you that you love us and shed your grace so freely on us. And we acknowledge, God, when we're honest with ourselves, that we are unworthy recipients of your grace. I've talked about my children, but there are so many gifts that each of the people listening to me today have experienced from you that we haven't deserved. So we're so thankful, God, that you give those, those things to us. Your goodness is evident in so many ways. We pray, God, now that you would help us to realize um, our our poverty in our goodness, the things, the ways that we fall short, 
so that we can receive the grace that you offer as grace, so that we can receive it as a gift from someone who is beyond us, and we can recognize our distance from you so that we can allow you to draw us to you more fully. We ask this through Christ. Amen. Thanks for the time listening today. As always, it's good to talk with you. We'll talk with you again tomorrow when we'll tackle uh, another series of texts on freedom and responsibility. Until then, go in peace to love and serve the Lord.